For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Mike Warby, the head of the University of Arizona's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, to talk about some detective work that he and his colleagues have done on the spread of HIV in the United States. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Tim. Great to be back. The background for this story is that in the 1980s, a single individual known as Patient Zero was blamed for much of the spread, if not the introduction, of HIV in the United States. In 2016, though, you showed that this simple story wasn't actually true. How did you do that? This uh, was work that uh, can be called molecular archaeology, where what we've done is we've gone back to very old blood samples that go back not just to the 1980s when this so-called patient zero um, was, was first tested for the virus, but all the way back to the 1970s, long before some people even thought that the virus circulated. Uh, and we developed very, very sensitive techniques to recover genetic material from these viral samples, even though uh, the long storage had almost destroyed the genetic material. How were you able to get samples of blood from that far back? This is something I have been working on for, boy, must be close to 20 years now. I spend a portion of my time just contacting people who might have any old sort of uh, sample that might have a bit of, uh, in this case, HIV genetic material trapped in it. Samples collected for all sorts of things long before anyone knew about HIV and AIDS. So in this case, we tapped into uh, several thousand blood samples from the 1970s, originally taken for hepatitis B virus work. How far back can you go? These samples you said go back to the 1970s or 1980s. Can you go back a century, two centuries? Yeah, so in terms of the technical side of things, if you give me a, a, a sample that has RNA from HIV in it, we can now get the HIV out of it. The further back in time you go to that very first person who had the pandemic form of HIV AIDS, which we think was somewhere before about 1920, uh, the more it, it becomes a needle in a haystack where even if you have a thousand samples from 1930, what are the chances of hitting the 10 or 20 people who may have had HIV in the world at that time? How did you get involved with the HIV project? Was, was this a project that you'd had your eye on just waiting until you had your techniques good enough? Or uh, Yeah, so this is, this is work that uh, it's NIH-funded work that we've been doing for, for many years. Uh, and it's one branch. My, the other branch is going for even older samples from wax-embedded uh, specimens from Central Africa, and we've got material all the way back to the 1960s that we've got HIV uh, out of, and it all goes back to um, even earlier work that I did, uh, field work in the Congo, uh, trying to track down the relatives of HIV in chimpanzees, um, and, uh, and all of these different angles, old samples that reveal early sequences and the sophisticated molecular and computational techniques are now coming together and revealing the history of this pathogen in a way we didn't think would be possible 10 or 20 years ago. 
And patient zero, actually, there's probably more material available for him because he was studied fairly intensively? That's correct, actually. Most of the other uh, older samples uh, are are, are just one-offs. From one time, a person came in and and gave uh, a blood sample. Patient zero um, actually traveled all the way down to Atlanta to, to the CDC uh, and worked with people there and, and gave blood samples that eventually were split into different sorts of samples, white blood samples and, uh, and, and so on. If this person hadn't been uh, willing to donate his tissues, his time, uh, and so forth, none of us would be talking about patient zero today. Uh, so it's a, it's a case of... Uh, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, and that's been one nice thing about our study is sort of correcting the record and showing he's just one of many people who were infected at the time. Uh, and thank goodness people like him have allowed their samples to be analyzed uh, because the things that these samples have revealed have made all of the great strides, including drug therapy, possible. Fascinating. Thanks for coming in, Mike. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.